Hey, welcome to season four of the Protectors Podcast. Today, I am joined by a very special guest, Dr. Karen Souk. She comes to us with her book, Mindfully Wise Leadership. This is something we really need to talk to in our profession, in any of the Protectors professions, whether that's military, whether that's police, emergency responders, and whatnot. But, Doctor, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Jason. Happy to be oh. here. It is Dr. Jason. I keep forgetting about that, but no, it's great. It's great to have you on. And I'm really looking forward to reading your book too, because right now there's, there's a crisis. There is a crisis in hiring people who want to be in this profession. It's a tough profession and it takes very durable and mindful leaders. So let's get into what your background is and, and how the book came to be. So I am a consultant organization consultant in the last 20 years. You know, I have a company called Wisdom to Lead, working with leaders and managers to promote change and growth. And I've conducted a PhD, my PhD in a high-tech company for two years. I conducted a case study, you know, because I was really interested connecting the theory to the practicality of the day-to-day, because it's really nice in the theory, but what's happening, this is also very interesting. So I delved into one company, uh, and my leading question was, was it, what is the role of leaders nowadays in leading in the financial world, but also engaging their employees from a meaningful place, from connecting to their intrinsic motivation in order to elevate them to fulfill themselves and to be creative and for the organization to be innovative. And I found that mindfulness is the crucial element that we need to embrace nowadays as leaders, as individuals. And actually... And five years ago, I was invited to Hong Kong to teach in PolyU in the master degree. They opened a, a master degree called Executive Meaningful Innovative Leadership. And they opened the 30-hour component of mindfulness. And I started teaching them. And, you know, then I understood that this was, will be the tools that I will bring to organizations. And then I conducted, created my uh, book based on my PhD and 20 years of experience because as we all experience it now, it's really crucial, right, to recruit the right people, to engage them. This is a big challenge for us nowadays. It is absolutely a big challenge. And one thing we've seen is a lot of stress, a lot of stress within the ranks. And that's one thing that kind of piqued my interest, too, was from mindfulness to meditation. So are you bringing in a meditational type, you know, having people practice meditation or is that just a, a, a figure of speech no no actually we are practicing meditations various kinds of meditations in the retreats in the courses because this is what actually helps us to pause and take a deep breath and you know act from a different place to choose our behavior instead of being managed by our fear by our anger by our stress because otherwise the winds of change will move us and every moment and then when we practice mindfulness when we're more present we have an anchor right we have a center to work with difficult situations and emotions that arise oh man and talk about emotions uh there's a lot going on in the world right now and i'd imagine and you're calling from overseas so what's the world tempo like over there in israel 
You know, it's interesting because uh, yesterday a colleague of mine asked me, what's in Israel now, what's with, according to what's happening in the world? So I said, you know, we are in a survival mode every day, so it's not so different for us. So, you know, I think we, we have a specific mindset that we learn to live with it. So, uh, But I think globally we are going through a big transformation, right? A lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, a lot of unknown, uncertainty. So what what would you recommend? I mean, you mentioned anxiety, but like, let's say you're an employee or let's say you work somewhere and it's your stress or anxiety. What kind of, what are your recommendations over just to, to get through the day and, and, and set yourself up? So first of all, you know, and for sure I recommend to fi- find five minutes even and to pause. And if you're connected to meditation, you can meditate for five minutes. But if not, there are other ways that you can calm yourself, you know, you can go out to nature for 10 minutes, have a small walk. You can pause and go to a, the billiard room if you have in a, the company or another room in order to take out yourself, take yourself out of the situation. Because sometimes even if we're just taking ourselves out of the situation, then we can calm ourselves, right? And then we can come back from a different place. And even, you know, I call it the transition meditation. If you're really having a tough day and a really stressful day, so before you get into a new meeting, try to take a few breaths, two minutes, and come differently for the new meeting. So it's finding this little small pauses during the day and taking deep breath. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought up nature because, you know, I'm one of those, I get the seasonal disorder. Well, you go outside now, we have the pollen and it, it knocks me out, but I need sun. And if people could just get that sun, get that vitamin, natural vitamin D in there, it just, you could tell a rainy day to a wintry day to a sunny day and, and just any emotions and reconnecting with nature. And like you said, take five minutes, get out there, breathe, don't breathe in a pollen, but breathe and, and get out there. For sure. For, I, for me, nature is the best meditation ever. I just let me be in nature and I'm feeling connected. So it's really great. And one thing, you know, a lot of this falls into the leadership, into the management type spectrum too, is what kind of recommendations do you have for, you know, there are different, you know, in my studies and stuff, you hear about the different generations, like you have the boomers, the Gen X, the millennials, and, and how to deal with them. What would you recommend for any of the, the seasoned leaders or managers right now dealing with a newer workforce and what the mental uh, like a mental strategy almost. So what I recommend is really to be present and listen to your employees. And, you know, if your employee is struggling right now, be there for him emotionally. And you can only tell him, you know, I see you're struggling. How can I be here for you without trying to solve the problem? Because usually this is what we are doing, right? And most of the time people want us only to be there for them and listen to them. And they will figure out what's the right solution for them. They don't need us really to tell them what they need but they need our presence and it is challenging to do. And especially when you first meet a new employee, what kind of strategy would you have to recruit people in? Like, let's say you're a manager, you're a hiring manager and you want people to know that you're emotionally available. Cause sometimes when you go to an interview, you're like, "Eh, I don't know if they're really here. Are they going to be here for me? Are they going to listen? So do you have any like ideas for managers who are going to be interviewing people or going to be recruiting people? Try to connect really to see the person that sits in front of you and connect to him his humanity, not only to the functionality of 
is a professionality. And you know, ask him a different question to, to feel him, to see that you care for him, to see, to show your company what's important for you. Show up as a human being. You know, when we connect on the human being level, you can do everything. You know, I in my in my company that I conducted the research, one of the employees told me, you know, when I came to an interview when I was looking for a job, I was really stressed out. I don't know why, usually I don't, but I really was stressed. And you know, the manager who interviewed me saw it. So he told me, you know, I want us to go and put our shoes aside and feel comfortable. And he told me, you know, once he did it, I wanted to be in this company. I didn't care what they're doing because I felt seen. And I think it's amazing, you know, it seems small, but this is what we are looking for, to be seen, to be connected, to be humans. You know, I am so glad you said that. For the longest time, I've been in a federal government, in our, our U.S. federal government, for 20-something years. And I've been on a lot of hiring boards. I've been a hiring manager. And I used to always keep it very, just like this, like, what's your name? Where are you from? Et cetera, et cetera. Same way I used to do podcasting. But then I found that if you're emotional with, if you actually show that you're a human being, and always prefacing, hey, look, everybody, you're coming here, you're interviewing, everybody is stressed out in the interview. Even the people giving the interview could be stressed out. But just take a deep breath, um, relax, we're here for you, and just engage engage the people who are you, you're recruiting. You want them to be on your team, and you want to make sure you're a good fit. And that's a perfect, perfect opportunity. Just like you said, don't be like that. Be very, Be a human. Be a human being. Absolutely. That's right. Be vulnerable, be authentic. You know, the new leadership requires us to connect the feminine qualities within ourselves, right? Vulnerability, caring, empathy. And this is challenging for us because we, as you said, we, we, we know to be really tough, really rational and functional. And now reality calls us to invite us to connect to other parts within ourselves. And this, it's not easy. Um, you know, a lot of your book is dealing with management and how would you recommend, like after you bring an employee on, you're bringing them into the team, you bring them into the quote unquote family. How would you engage with them after that? Now that they're there, you want them mm-hmm. to make sure that it's open to them, but how would you engage with them? So, you know, I think after you recruit a, a new candidate, you should uh, meet him once in a while and ask him, how does he feel? How was the onboarding that you will feel that someone is with him? You know, because the crucial, the critical time is in the beginning, right? Of the of the work. You want to be seen, you want to be feel, you want to understand the process, and not to feel that okay, you jumped into the water and nobody is here to save you and to be with you. And you know, you can create uh, informal meetings between the maybe the CEO or the manager with the, the new uh, employees and create a different discourse about uh, what they love to do beyond the work and to get to know each other in a deeper way, to connect, to create a kind of community, a sense of community. And this is what will yeah. engage people. It, it's, this is, I mean, why can't more people understand this? And why can't more people in leadership <laughs> understand this? I think a lot of what's happened though is there's been a lot of transition over the past 20, 25 years of people are retiring. There are a lot of people that are younger get promoted very quick because of so many people leaving. And now you have young people who are put in, thrust into these leadership and management positions 
who don't really know how to connect with their with their workforce, whether that workforce is young, old, or or whatnot. And they need guidance. And that's one thing that I really like about people is always learning, always reading. And that's one of the reasons I want to talk to you about your book. And everybody out there, the book is called Mindfully Wise Leadership by Karen Souk. And it's out now. But one thing I do, uh, one of the notes I had was how to utilize a central tool called Dialogue Space to enable creativity and help boost productivity. Let's talk about that. What is that? So, as you said, what I found to be a crucial tool for leaders to lead innovative and creative companies is to create dialogue spaces. What does it mean? You know, usually when we come to a meeting, we come with our own assumptions. Actually, we come with the solution, right? So we don't really listen to nobody. We only wait that they will stop talking and then we can offer our solution, right? So there's not really creative thinking there. But in order to create a dialogue space, you really invite people and create space for the unknown and invite people to show up fully and to share their thoughts, their emotions, the sensation towards something without closing it, without really rushing to get into the solution. And once you enable this space and, you know, as a leader, I can say, you know, I don't know to say the answer, but I feel that we are not on the right track. I don't know. Something doesn't resonate well inside of me the place that we are going. What do you think about it? And each and every one can bring his own idea, thoughts, emotions, and you put your assumption aside. So once you create this space and you hold the uncertainty because and being vulnerable, you know, because I don't really know the answer as the leader, as the manager. So you invite people and enable them also to be vulnerable and to show up. And from this place, a new solution and uh, and creative solution can emerge because it will be beyond all of us because we will really listen deeply to each other. We come with an open mind, open heart, and open will to find the right solution beyond each and every one of us. So it's not a conversation out of ego. I want you to take my solution. No, we are here together to find the right thing to emerge. And we need this state of mind of being mindful. It's not easy to be there because usually we come and I attach to what we think is right, right? So it's challenging. Um, that is a truth. And it's just open up. It, you know, it's not it's not like touchy-feely or anything. It's it's just very – I want to cycle back and say, hey, it's being a human being and being a human being and being not just a manager but being a leader and, and having your employees know that they can – can f- embrace working with a team and not just feel like they're another number, another person they could be replaced tomorrow. You have to have a sense of worth if you're going to have a long-term or even a short-term two to three years at a, an organization, feel like you're part of that team. And I'm, I'm really excited. I, I said this like three times. I'm excited to read his book, but I am. You know, thank you. I'm very excited. And you know, it's only show, also show vulnerable. Like, you know, one of the leaders, managers went through my course, we touched about, upon the ability to be vulnerable. And she told me, you know, during the coronavirus transformation, she, beside the challenging time that we all went through, and she had a team of 20 people, she also went through a tough divorce. And she didn't say anything to her employees because she all it all in. And after the course, she told me, I'm going to share with them. And she came back and he told me, well, you know, it was amazing. I opened myself up and shared with them that I went through a tough divorce. 
And first of all, they were really empathic toward me. But beyond this, they also it gave them legitimization to show up also fully. And one of them told me that they really feel lonely. And there was created a so deep connection. So she told me from this point, there's nothing that we can achieve together. So it amazed me because it's so impactful also on the ROI, right? Yeah. So we, we skip it because we don't want it to ruin the ROI, but it's the paradoxical way around, right? It's the other way around. Once we show up and really connect from a human place and being vulnerable and authentic, we are we can achieve everything together as a team. If you've seen. I like it. I'm excited. I said it five times now. But everybody, pick up the book, Mindfully Wise Leadership by Dr. Karen Souk. I like it. And um, where else can we find you? You're on social media or on Facebook and all the other good things? On uh, my, uh, yes, w- my website, www.wisdomtolead.co and on LinkedIn, Karen Souk, yes, T-S-U-K. Social media. I'm going to be popping on there in about five minutes as soon as we get off here. <laughs> But doctor, I really appreciate you coming on the show and I'm looking forward to following you and, and checking you out and getting a book. Hopefully I can get a signed copy eventually. When you come to Israel, I will. I will. I will. Thank you for having Thank me. You. I really enjoyed it.